Top of the morning. It's too damn early for this. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Los Angeles Saga Show. I am your host, Jerry Reynoso, alongside my good friend, Jonathan Ortega. And we are in a new setting, if you probably can't tell with all this echo that's going on. We're over here at Jonathan's house in Signal Hill. What a beautiful view you got, bro. Thank you, thank you. Uh, not the best Signal Hill house, but hey, man. Hey, we're one street off PCH, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how, how's parking over here? That's my, that's my question. Uh, Well, I got free parking on like my driveway, yeah. but the street sweeping situation is kind of... Oh, it's, it's messed kind up. of annoying sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's Long Beach right there for you. Yeah. But, yeah. Other than that, we're going to get right into it, everybody. Like I said, it's a little early for us. We had a crazy week uh, with school and whatnot, so we're just going to get right into it. We got plenty to talk about, not only in terms of LAFC, but in the MLS in general, including that breaking news that we got Big earlier news. this week. Big news. We got a fantastic new DP signing from Houston Dynamo in Hector Herrera. Ache, ache. Ache, The Mexican, Mexican superstar will be arriving in the summer. Uh, and there's been no wages or nothing discussed just yet, but the deal has been confirmed and he will be coming here. The extension, the, the deal will be uh, as a free agent. As a free agent after his contract comes up with uh, Atletico Madrid over there in Spain. Uh, and he'll be in Houston through 2025 so that's it's a great amount and automatically just off of that bro that's the best dp signing in houston dynamo history so uh it's pretty cool man you know to get them finally get a superstar like Ache Ache over there but what are your overall thoughts of that uh i think it's a good move i mean houston doesn't really have anything like star signings or anything like that so it's a really good move plus big mexican community south in texas Yep. So hopefully they, that attracts more fans to the Dynamo games and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Dynamo is pretty much at a standstill when it comes to football. Yeah. At least that's what it looks like for over the years. Ever since probably before... Uh, past, past couple years. Yeah, even, past even couple even years. Like 10 years. Yeah, yeah never, you know, it's been a while since like the Marcus Beasley presence has been felt right there and that kind of atmosphere has been set up. Yeah. So this is definitely like a new wave coming in, new new era for Houston. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, other than that, Houston's got a lot of competition, dude. There's a lot of good teams in Texas right now, so yeah, you gotta step up. That Copa Texas is gonna look fun yeah. to watch over the years now, nice man. That's a rivalry there. Yeah, exactly. FC Dallas uh, finally getting that splash of money. They got that good youth academy, yeah, always. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, Austin, Texas is uh, stepping out little by little, man. Yep. And I think those, from what I can think of, top of my head right now. There's like three states with like filled with teams. There's mm -hmm. California, yep. Texas, and then there's Florida mm -hmm. with Miami and Orlando. Orlando. So those are only like multi multi like sport states yeah. that I have right now. Out of those three states that I can think of on top of my head right now, what do you think is the best state? I think it's probably obvious. California. California, right? <laughs> yeah. Now. So not even and it's not even just like MLS wise. Like yeah. Overall, like in the football pyramid. Basketball. Basketball, you know, and all sports. You yeah. Know. California always has well, good teams, in. Well, you got to think about it, though, because you can't knock out uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, yeah. Because not only... They've been on a run. Tampa Bay, like, sports has been really good. Hockey, uh, baseball. Hockey, baseball, uh, football. Football. Hey, even soccer with the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the USL. Yeah. So, I don't know. Tampa Bay or the Tampa City of Champions Bay. here in L.A.? Mm. You know who I'm robbing with. Yeah, same here, so. <laughs> we'll leave that at that. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We have... What Do you like Hector Herrera? I like him a lot. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah, like, I like him, especially like especially as a Mexican supporter. You know, I like him a lot. At three? At three. Oh, fuck. At three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not fun to watch right now, but... Yeah, it, it's... I mean, any Mexican superstar... I probably should watch myself before I say this, but any Mexican superstar that comes to the MLS is big for the league itself. Mm-hmm. And because it's not only going to, you know, attract viewership and, like, attract growth within the league, you know, just overall, but it's going to attract other players. I mean, look at it. Mm-hmm. Before Acha Acha came through, it's Insigne who's coming through the summer as well over at Toronto. Yeah. And that pretty much sparked this, like, all right. Now we're wondering, like, all right, who's next? Mm-hmm. LA, we've been talking about it for months now. You know, LAFC still have that final DP spot that they yes, want to use probably until during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so now we're looking at, all right, who's after Achi Achi? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they got some money, too. And Maybe they got... Rossi deal, at Atuesta money. Yep. So. so there's plenty to play with right there. Yeah. So that that's what I'm excited for. Like, this is more like, all right, LAFC, mm-hmm. ball's kind of in your court. Are you yeah. going to pull up for three or are you going to go driving for two? You know what I mean? So we're going to see. Pull up from 30, Steph yeah, Curry. Right? From the logo. We got to do that. Try <laughs> Yeah, so. I'm actually excited to see how how John Thornton and the crew possibly responds. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting a response soon. Mm-hmm. If anything, the only thing that I expect happening is uh, that contract situation with Vela yeah. being extended. Now, if we were to make a guess, how long, if let's say the deal does go through, how long do you think Vela staying for LAFC? contract's up in the summer, right? Yep. So, we got about, like, three to four months in, like, taking right now, like, a few seconds. Hmm. I would say, I'd say around a two-year deal would sound nice I for think that both sound, parties. Yeah, I think that sounds, like, good enough, you know? Like, yeah. But, again, this is, like, over overthinking. Like, we still got to get this first extension first, but you think there's yeah. a possibility of more than two? I mean, what ifs, dude? <laughs> we, we love our what ifs here, right? LA Saga. But I mean, if things keep going well, things look like they're on the forefront. Like we're looking successful. The team is always in contention as long as Bell has been there. So if he just keeps it up, maybe we win a title or two. It's hard not to extend him more, right? Yeah, and then obviously, you know, and that's another thing that we talk about. Um, you know, why are all these, you know players who can still play in Europe, you know, deciding to come to the MLS. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because of the pay. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. This is a business league, but nobody's really getting paid the money that you could get paid over in Europe. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone's just thinking about just the overall... I think now in today's generation mm-hmm. of footballers, they're thinking less money mm-hmm. and more just about the passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I get what you're saying, but also there's a lot more advertising opportunities in the United States. Yeah, exactly. Based off of endorsements and just overall, uh, like you said, there's those opportunities in general. Ads and stuff like yeah. That. So, um, I, I mean, as a guy that watches a lot of basketball, you see it in basketball. The guys take less money to be in bigger markets nowadays. Yep. So, I can see Damian it. Lillard. Yeah, exactly. You can see it some something similar happening in the MLS. Yeah, man. So I'm really hyped for Herrera coming to Dynamo. Now I'm just like, all right, who who's who else is on the radar? And like, there's a, not only am I excited to see like people that we know, like you know, there's possible, there's been rumors like uh, Sergio Ramos coming to Galaxy. And like, mm-hmm. of course, as LAFC fans, we're like, hell no, we don't want yeah, that to happen. But I've had enough with him as a Barca fan. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's good for the league, man. Yeah. Overall, it's really good for the league. And so, with him joining the Galaxy, I mean, just how much more would you look forward to El Trafico, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
All right, now we got Villa against Ramos. Like, you couldn't make this up, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, this, you couldn't write a better script. I mean, like, there's hun- definitely going to be some red cards in there. <laughs> they yeah. come, but that's entertaining, bro. People want to watch entertaining football. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, it's a what if. You know, mm-hmm. we like doing that sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's just like, who's next? Who mm-hmm. else wants a piece of the pie? You know what I've heard uh, recently? And small, small talks here and there. Uh, Carlos Tevez. Yeah, I was hearing about that too. Uh, I believe Miami was it. Yeah, yeah. I heard um, DC maybe. Or New that, that that does seem you know a possibility yeah. anywhere you know, but again, I guess you could say a little bit washed, a little bit yeah. older. Time yeah. is up, you know what I mean. It's like uh, Ronaldinho heading to Querétaro for yeah. like, for whatever reason. I guess he liked to party over there. Hey, man. That's kind of... Didn't he win something? Didn't he win a trophy or something? I think he won like a Copa Mekis or something. I don't yeah. even remember, to be honest. Hey, put some respect on Ronaldinho. I'm not going to put respect on him, but it's just like to me, it's like in terms of like a, just an overall career decision, like yeah. that was not a career... That was something else, bro. Hey, man. That was a leisurable decision, bro. Definitely some money under the table somewhere yeah, around Yeah, exactly. There, but... Like as well, like talk again. Think about like Ronaldinho. He's a Brazilian. All right, let's think more domestic. Mm. Like Landon Donovan to Leon, like that oh, yeah. made no sense. That like, was so random. I don't I remember saw that. exactly, bro. Like I honestly don't remember that. And then again, thinking about that, that those kind of decisions to Liga Mekis is what we were all used to seeing for MLS. Yeah, you know, like. I bet you, you don't remember this. Bastian Schweinsteiger over at Chicago, bro. Yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just remember that right now. I was just looking at about that. I remember Menu being really bad at that time. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like he, he just wanted it, out. Yeah. He's like, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, as long as I don't play Bayern, we're yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's just like, I don't know. It's funny because we're looking less of a retirement league mm-hmm. over here at Major League Soccer. And, of course, that just the overall stigmatization of the fact that it's major league soccer. Yeah. You know, there's no football into it, which people trip out about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And recently, Don Garber, uh, the commissioner of the MLS, was in a way offended by that term of, like, a retirement league. He's like, mm-hmm. no, we're not a retirement league. This is a league. This is a productive league. You know, you come here to produce. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come here for vacation anymore. That was back in the day. We allowed that. Yeah. We learned from that. You know what I mean? So that's what I like from Don Garber, I the way he's been acting, too. Because, again, there's earlier mistakes of just the way he's been handling the league overall. It hasn't been good, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, the way he is now, he's been owning up to those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, originally he was just a, I believe he owned a part of the Packers. So he was an NFL guy for sure. Mm. And he decided, oh, you know what, I'm going to build a soccer league. Mm. And that was like, oh, kind of, you know what I mean? Hey, but he's figuring that out He's figuring it out along the way, and he's doing a fantastic job. And what I'm really looking forward to is his ability to collaborate with Liga Mekki, because, I mean, this is looking to be a possible partnership in the future. How badass would it be for, again, what-ifs? But a possible merger with the Mexican League. We already had the League's Cup coming up next year. Mm-hmm. A forty About a 40-team tournament. It's kind of unofficial, right? It's not really like CONCACAF. No, no. It's fight and stuff. Yeah, it's like between the two two leagues. The two federations. So, yeah, so I, I, either way, bro, like that's exciting, bro. Like, Bro, honestly, I think an MLS and Liga MX like, combination league would be so cool. Like a relegation between like imagine like LA Galaxy drops out of that imagined league oh, right yeah, like, yeah. like it would yeah. be so interesting to see like what teams can really 
play at the top level. And I feel like it's going to levitate the game, the game of North America in general. Like, compared to South America, we're, we're not really the best club teams. Yeah. So, like, competing at that level would be really interesting to see. Yeah, and then as a River Plate fan, you know how that feels. Huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Yeah, man. That, that's crazy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if any Liga MX or MLS teams can compete down there yet, but maybe one day. Well, Liga MX seems they participate in the Copa Libertadores, and they held their ground from yeah. time to time when they were there. No, I remember Tigres. They yeah, held their Tigres ground. Held their ground for sure. But not for but, too long. Yeah, other than that, no, nah, that's definitely a standard that I don't think that, you know, Don Garber and the executives have that kind of like thought in mind, but us as football fans, we're definitely, you know, making those kind of comparisons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, just speaking about all these uh, transitions, you know, I'm looking at this graphic that our friends at Once in Football made. Shout out to them with all these Mexican superstars. One I got to point out for sure, because this, this is the guy who got me into MLS is Kubo Torres. Kubo. He's one of my favorite players of, my favorite MLS players of all time. Chivas? From Chivas USA, I was a Chivas USA supporter growing up as a kid, and so he was the he was my guy growing up. But then you see, uh, from the likes of Guatemoc Blanco, you have Jorge Campos on there, the Dos Santos brothers, yeah. Luis Hernandez, Luis Hernandez, Rafa, Rafa Marquez. And that's another thing too, bro. Like I totally forgot Rafa Marquez played for MLS, bro. Hundred percent. That's why I brought up like that Ronaldinho and and Landon Donovan comparison, yeah. bro. Because this is what the MLS was. Yeah. You know, you have all these players. Oh. Thierry Henry. He yeah. kicked ass when he was here. But <clears throat> Beckham. Beckham kicked ass as well, you know? And, like, there's a lot of players that were good that, you know, put on a show. Yeah, I, I feel like um, the retirement league, I guess, was good as a generalization earlier in the day, but it's getting a lot better now. Plus, I feel like it's only certain teams that really go for those almost retired players nowadays. Like, yeah, because they're... Kind of like Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy is, is definitely on that aspect. Um... You know, not necessarily, re- I guess, retired, but coming to the end Almost. stage. Yeah. yeah, getting there to the climax of their career. You know, we hate to say, I mean, I used to, I, I hate to say as a Mexican supporter, but Chicharito is in the, you know, reaching the end of his career. Yeah. And he knows it as well. That's why when he joined, he was crying, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, my European stint is probably over. Yeah, he's in his dog days. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and that's just, you know, and to me, like, there's many ways to go about it as a club, especially with all these expansion clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, for instance, you know, we use Galaxy as an example as well. You know, they use a lot of players that are like superstars, but mm-hmm. they got them at the end of their career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Robbie King, Landon Donovan, oh, not Landon Donovan, but Nigel DeJong, Nigel DeJong, uh, Jelly Van Dam, Jelly Van Dam, uh, Ashley like Cole, him. Ashley Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like all these random Steven Gerrard, like all these random people at the very end of the. Careers and like I don't know I don't think it's a good look I'd rather have that production factor like a yeah. Dallas Orlando type thing yeah and that's what we're talking about or even I was gonna use Orlando's example as well because uh-huh. they did kind of get they also have players that yeah. are like kind of towards the end yeah. but they also mix in that that youth that, that youth that academy products in there you know yeah. or just overall youngsters like John Moutinho uh, Chris DK. Mueller Daryl DK you know they have all these guys that they're trying to. They got a veteran presence and mm-hmm. a young presence, which means they got balanced squad, yeah, which is perfect. A, they got a good mix. Which yeah, which is a great good. mix, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you have overall, like, imbalance, yeah. you know. We've seen it already with LAFC mm-hmm. last season. It was full of youngsters because of injuries. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was not much of a veteran presence. And if there was, they were on the sideline because they yeah. were hurt. Or they had other uh, something holding them back. Yeah, plus you don't want, like... 
not to sound ageist or anything, but you don't want too many old people on you your don't. team, bro. You honestly don't, bro. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you could have as much, uh, you know, the, the wisdom is there, you yeah. know, the veteran presence is there, but at the end of the day, bro, like, the ball, the game is defined by the ball at the feet. Yeah, the exactly. Net. So, it's just like, you got to have youngsters who can still move, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You got to be able to play 90 minutes, bro. Yeah, it's just simple as that. Um, so uh, yeah, again, uh, uh, unrelated soccer like comparison, the Lakers are not, dude. It's a bunch of old dudes, and they, can, they cannot <laughs> look run. Look how they're down. doing, bro. Oh my god, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about the Lakers. I'm gonna get so frustrated. Yeah, man, that's why I don't even bother watching it, dude. Yeah, but um, especially after that Clippers loss. Ah, yeah, change that's the it. Topic, change the topic. This is football talk right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like looking back at the. At, like, even Orlando, we were saying, you know, they had to start with Kaka. Yeah. You know, there's times I forget that Kaka even played there. He was their mm-hmm. star man at the start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Marquee signing. They're marquee. And what rhymes with marquee or sounds similar is marketing, bro. Mm-hmm. That's another thing you got to go off of is that. Yeah. Which club is going off of marketing, trying to fill seats, or which ones are trying to go for the, the glory, trying to actually win that cup? Yeah. You know, we look at uh, New York City FC mm-hmm. at the start. They had Lampard. They had uh, Pirlo. They have all these. David Villa. All these guys are were badass back in the day. They yeah. showed up and like you expect them to, you know, dominate. Mm-hmm. They did it. You know, I mean, of course, David hey, Villa got respect endless. Respect El Waje, bro. That fool is a ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Villa yeah. Villa. Yeah, yeah. If anything, which I do like, is that they give, you know, this is a great place for you know retired players to mm-hmm. coach. Yeah, you know what I mean. That transition. Yeah, like to start things up. I mean, mm. Thierry Henry. I mean, probably not a good example. Not the greatest. Manager, not the greatest but manager, but it was. Not a speed with. Exactly. That's exactly what the whole point was. Yeah. Uh, it it opened up doors. Well, everyone knows who Thierry Henry is, but definitely, you got to have some experience. So that Montreal took him to Monaco. Monaco. He was with the. Uh, he was with Belgium. Belgium there. Yeah, like assistant manager <clears throat> there, there helping out with that squad. Mm-hmm. And then we have players like uh, Patrick Vieira, mm-hmm. and so it's just like all these guys were like, whoa! I remember them seeing them back in the day. You know what yeah. I mean? And derbies and when I go there at City United, and yeah, Vieira has like, been really good at Crystal Palace. Right yeah, now, so. dude, and he was at New York City FC. Yeah, at he was the just time, like bro. a youth coach, right? Like yeah. an academy coach. Yeah, almost. so. NYCFC, they have a good, good little base over there. With That's the, what I'm saying. With the youth and shit. Yeah, and it's like, they are part of the city football group, so, you know, Manchester City is involved in that way. Yeah. And that's also pretty cool, where it's like, you have teams from abroad that have those partnerships mm-hmm. that are helping out develop these MLS teams. Yeah. And you could tell the process, you know, and it's not just New York City FC. Uh, Red Bulls. This Red Bulls stuff. as well. And shout out to Red Bull, the organization in yeah. general, man. Cause they're, Salzburg, Lipsy, all that. All, the, all them and even all the other sports like we were talking mm-hmm. about. You know? Uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the New York Red Bulls aren't at the best. Mm-hmm. You know? But that system is like... It's a foundation that's mm-hmm. like very firm. And if it's not firm here... You know, MLS is the weakest link. I think you, we could all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like that foundation is just firm overall, which is something I really admire and I love enjoying. You know, I love watching it because it's very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Plus, Red Bulls, they produce some. Caden Clark. Caden Clark. Um, coaches, Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Um, Chris Armas, he's on the Man U staff now. Yep. Yeah. With Ralph Ragnick, so. Yeah, and then we also had... Um, I mean, I really enjoy watching Sasha Kleshin when he was there. You know, yeah. he was a Chivas USA Galaxy product. Mm-hmm. But the Sasha Kleshin that I truly remember where I feel like he was in his truest form was when he was at New York Red Bulls. That's mm-hmm. what I really had fun watching him and, like, mature there. 
you know everyone else he was a youngster mm-hmm. um but yeah enough of this all this developmental talk um you know one, one little one little thing to finish it off i guess and why cfc signed that 14 year old kid dude. yeah dude 14 year old not only maximo carrizo dude. Yeah, yeah and then not only that but like a week before that yeah uh, uh, real salt lake signed and you know what um before the pandemic, I was I was keeping a heavy eye on on the developmental academy. Mm-hmm. You know, before the MLS next showed up, you know, I had a lot of friends playing with the DA, and so I was like, oh, they all play for these all these MLS academies. Yeah, and oh, I'm trying to remember his name, that kid that got signed by uh, mm. by Real Salt Lake, something Kai man. I remember he also Axel played, Kai. Axel Kai. I want to say Alexander, but it wasn't Alexander. Axel Kai. That kid mm-hmm. is a baller, man. I saw him play. Uh, over with Ross Salt Lake a few times, especially over here at Dignity Hill Sports Park whenever they came by to play Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a very joy. Uh, he was a joy to watch. Honestly, I think it's really interesting that these children, honestly, are getting signed to pro contracts. But you know what I think is a big aspect of this: the Europe is taking big eyes over here. So yeah. They kind of these teams gotta sign them early because they want to have any promise of having any money come out of those future transfers or anything. So, it's kind of like a business aspect of it, but it's really interesting to see how young these kids are and getting signed to pro and, and dude, it's just like it's coming from areas where you wouldn't expect, like yeah. Utah, bro. Like yeah. really, <laughs> exactly. Axel Kai. I'm saying, bro. All these <laughs> that's, but that dude's a baller, man. He's been kicking ass since. I'm pretty sure since he's been out the womb, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and there's another guy, you know, RSL, to me, personally, from what I know, yeah, that kid's... That's a big That's boy, a big bro. man, dude. This man is 6'1", with 160, <laughs> at 14 years old. At 14 old? years old, bro. What is going on, bro? My goodness, man. What are they feeding over there in Utah, bro? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I need to get to Salt Lake. You know what it is? They're over there at Salt Lake uh, in the winter. They're over there hunting deers and... <laughs> snow bunnies snow, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um... No, and then also at Russell Lake they have Christopher Garcia, who's a also a player that I've looked at when he, you know growing up in the developmental academy, mm-hmm. uh, who's a ruthless like just straight baller, bro. Like he has that killer instinct where it's like he wants that ball, he's gonna fight you and get it, bro. Mm-hmm. So he's someone you know he hasn't really gotten much play time with uh, still young the senior team, still young. I yeah. believe only 18, 19, 19 years old. Now. Yep. Um, but he's a player where I'm looking forward to, you know, see continue to develop and possibly, you know, and that's the crazy part where these players that we are seeing, like the likes of Cade Cowell, Caden Clark, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys, they've been around this whole time. They yeah. just haven't been televised. Yeah. You know, so like the clubs that have their eyes on them, <clears throat> but once they step on the pitch and they produce, mm-hmm. within a few weeks or months, they're like already getting inquiry leads from Europe. Yeah. That's the crazy part. We're like, what the heck? This guy just got here. No, yeah. he's been here the whole time. We yeah. just didn't know that. Yeah, and it's honestly just the beginning of this. Like, yeah, it's happened for like the past two or three, four years with like Brandon Aronson, Mark McKenzie and stuff like that. But I think you're just going to see it more. Like, these kids make their debut and boom, off to Europe probably. Yeah, and then, like I said, you know, who the hell watches Vancouver Whitecaps, bro? And the <laughs> next thing you know, Alfonso Davies comes out and now everyone's yeah. watching Vancouver Whitecaps just in case something like that comes up again. Yeah. You know, and then. Daryl DK as well, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm every, a big fan, bro. I I like I like his game. DK is badass, man. And then you think also the 
again, like opportunities come out of nowhere. You during the MLS's bag, you had uh, Ayo Akinola pull oh, up, yeah. like play like crazy yeah. during the MLS's back tournament. You're just like, who is this guy, bro? Yeah, you know, scoring hat trick on his first ever he game. Him up. He's like 19 years old. Yeah, he's just like, we like, here at, at your pad recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Our dreams died, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's just all this like, it's just a shocker overall, man. Like, what is it that America is doing that? is they're picking off from Europe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to those possible affiliations, those partnerships, the sister clubs that some of these teams in the MLS have with teams in Europe. Yeah. You know, I could automatically think of... Bayern has a lot of connections. Bayern has a lot of so- connections. In Southern California. Over yeah. Here. Like, uh, Crescenta Valley, I see. I know they do a lot with Bayern and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Juventus over here. Um, oh, we'll see. Is it... I think here in Long Beach. Yeah. I think so. I know I, I'm kind of around Miami sometimes with my, my dad's over there. So mm. I know they have a lot of stuff in Miami too. Yeah. Juventus has some stuff in Miami. Barca's very, which oh, is, yeah. again, it's strange, bro. Because mm. all these players are coming from places you would never think even they even played soccer. Bro. Yeah. Barca has a heavy presence in Arizona. Arizona. You know what I mean? And, and Utah. They produce over and they produce as well. I mean, we see players from, uh, from MLS there, you know. Mm. Uh, Bryce Duke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Matthew Hoppy. Matthew Hoppy. It's just like, bro, where are these guys this whole time? Yeah. Well, everyone else is looking. You're just waiting in front of the pier. Yeah, you know what exactly. So it's pretty crazy. And then again, back to those affiliations, um, you have LAFC with like Dortmund. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, remember they came over here down here just you know play a little friendly. Mm-hmm. But Dortmund is like, oh, baby, they're definitely keeping an eye. Bro. Definitely, bro. And they, I'm pretty sure they've inquired once or thrice. You mm-hmm. know. With, about Brian Rodriguez or yeah. even uh, Diego Ross before he and was like sold. Eric Duenas and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, I'm really excited for this upcoming generation. Bro. Yeah. Honestly, dude, like Christian Dom Torres, you know, Antonio Leone, mm-hmm. uh, and all these guys that, you know, Nathan Ordaz, you know, he's a guy that, uh, again, younger than us, bro. Yeah. He's balling in the academy. Right now, he's playing with the Las Vegas Lights. He's played with. You know, several other USL, UPSL, all these, you know, lower league division teams, mm-hmm. but he's balling, man. Yeah. And he's already, you know, training with the Salvadorian senior team. Mm. Nice. Wow. They're preparing, you know, for Walker qualifiers, you know, yeah. they're out, you know, unfortunately, but that's mm. so huge, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? So the future is bright, not only in LAFC, but in the league in general, whether if it's young or old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was going to say, like, on the aspect of where you were saying, like, the USL and stuff, like, there's big quality in the USL. There's now. a lot, man. And it's growing. And just the fact that it's separate from MLS and, you know, MLS even has their, you know, their affiliation there with, like, yeah. their own little reserve teams and whatnot, which, mm-hmm. to me, in a way, I don't really agree with, but that's still, you know, getting there. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, somebody from Galaxy 2 just got uh, transferred to Ukraine, you know, obviously not a good place to be right now. <laughs> but again, imagine going from USL to Europe just like yeah. that. That's pretty that's pretty good. It's really impressive. So yeah, that's just my take on just the whole uh growth of MLS right now. And it's just very fun to watch, dude, because and, you know, a very weird person to tell because of, but that was just the person at the home at the time. Oh wow! Damn. Okay, we got a little bit of, of some breaking news that we'll discuss in a bit. Um, yeah, it's big news. Though, it's so big let's, news let's for sure. Yeah, it, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I just want to finish off that. You know, Donald Trump during his presidency mm-hmm. had spoken with Gianni Infantino, the president of the FIFA, mm-hmm. and Gianni Infantino two told clowns. Trump, <laughs> "Yeah, two clowns." But he told them, you know, especially if it's somebody who actually knows football in a way. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? He told Trump. Congratulations on being the president of the next football country. Mm. 
Look at how MLS is growing right now. Some big words. And look at, you know, heading into a couple years, you know, uh-huh. especially this upcoming World Cup. Hoping that every team in North America qualifies for this World Cup, mm-hmm. you know, because you never know, shit happens. <laughs> it does <laughs> you know, happen. Some fools like Trinidad and Tobago be doing some stuff that we yeah, don't even the expect. Last day, like, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> but, you know, how good would it look if, you know, all three North American teams qualify for the World Cup and mm-hmm. then they're hosting the next one? Mm-hmm. Just think about not only the amount of growth in terms of like fandom for the sport. Yeah. And of course, the economical value that it is in the United States mm-hmm. for when the World Cup comes over here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think, bro. Never. I don't want to. All right, what is right? <laughs> I'm gonna pull another what is. Yeah, yeah. Right now. So, we have a really good young generation on the USMN, USMNT. Yeah. So, I think this this World Cup is a perfect little test run to see how good this team can really be. Like again, we can't really expect too much. But these kids are playing at the top level of Europe. Like, imagine what they're going to be doing four years from now. So, who knows? Maybe we can even compete in that in that USA World Cup. Bro. I really hope so. I'm really excited for it, man. Overall, and I think I'm just going to leave it at that. But little news we got right now is mm-hmm. that we have a, a Chelsea bid expected by LA Dodgers part owner Todd Boyley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Very about t- interesting. It's very interesting, you know. It's an LA folk. That's cool. Another another American owner in the prem. <sighs> that's a tough part, bro. Because yeah. they got a bad rap right now. That's what I'm saying. You know, like the Glazers. We got Kronky over here who just won a Super Bowl. Who won the Super Bowl and didn't seem too excited about. It. Thank you for all this. Uh, Vince Lombardi trophy. Uh, <laughs> go Rams. I'm like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of. I don't know, man. We need the right people at the helm, and no matter what team it is, man, even at Arsenal, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I mean, Fenway's been doing okay at Liverpool, so is yeah, that, is this a good American ownership group to like follow. In this That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we don't want to drift too far from this. We're gonna go ahead and now transition to what you guys all come here for, which is our preview for LAFC's game against Portland this weekend. Mm-hmm. It should be a fun one, man. And this is probably the game of the week. You know, and notably so because it's the last game of the week. Yeah, two so, big teams too. Two big teams, teams that we're very familiar with. Sunday uh, night, prime time. Prime time, you know, got that Sunday night football slot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we pretty much set on that. Uh, well, yeah, we, we, we need a what's we her name? Need, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. What's her name? Kelly Clarkson. I don't ask me about country singers. <laughs> I have no idea. We need somebody to do that for us, man. Come Some on, lady. <laughs> uh, no, we'll have a uh, Kim Caldwell call for us, man. Ooh. She she already are with us, so we'll have her. Little kidding on it. <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> DJ Flick. Yeah. Sunday night football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this game, man. You know, LAFC against Portland. LAFC got that big win to start off the season against, um, yeah, I forget, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. You know, hat trick from Vela. Again, I don't think anybody, was, everyone knows how good Vela is. Everyone knows how uh, out of shape he's been. You know, not necessarily because of his fitness, but overall injuries and just other stuff that are out of his control. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't expecting a hat trick. Maybe an assist, maybe in a goal. But for him to pop off the way he did, yeah. that's very, very, you know, that's a gift that we Very promising. Very promising going forward. So it's just like, wow, we are here after what we were last season. Um, this is a very good feeling, you know. And then, you know, people are like <clears throat> upset about how the way last season ended. But people also forget that within the last nine games, we won eight. Mm-hmm. So making a run there. Making a run and it continuing that momentum. 
not only you know just with Carlos Vela, but we're also having players that we even get to see this past weekend. You know, Chicho Arango, he came in, you know, final minutes of the game, but he's obviously played pretty good. Those played minutes, played decent, yeah. He played fairly decent. He had a nice little pass to Musovski. Yeah, Musovski. So. Which he couldn't finish, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how Rayito and Chicho and Vela all, you know, fit in up there. Yeah, that fluid front trident. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that and see how they could take on, uh, you know, the Chara Bros in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like they held their ground as well this past weekend. Uh, Again, I gotta remember. I want to say they played New England. Two, two high, New England. Yeah. New England, yeah. So that was a good game. Again, Jimmy Chara, who Baller. both Chara brothers don't seem to age at all. You know, thirty and thirty-five years old, and I look older than both of them combined. So. <laughs> um, You're definitely taller than them. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, it made me feel better on that one. But, <laughs> yeah, this, that's definitely uh, two guys that we're gonna keep an eye on. Santiago Moreno as well, Dairon Aspria. Yeah, a lot of Colombians. Uh, yeah, a lot of Colombians. Battle of the Parses. Battle of the Parses right here this weekend. Oh, I'm really Batalla excited. Batalla de bar- Parceros. Yeah, so I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, Sunday Night Football, it doesn't get any better than that, man. Sunday Night Football. So, uh, what were you thinking? Who, who, who's a player mm-hmm. that you want to see contribute more than Vela last weekend? You know, be who who do you want to be Vela this week, who do you want? Who do you want to be the hero? Basically? Who do you want to be the star? Yeah. Uh, is Chicho fully healthy? I think that's more like a game time type of decision nah, right I now. I don't want to put that pressure. Yeah, on. I don't want to put that pressure uh, on him either. I'm gonna go with Mamadou Fall. Oh, I like that because I feel like LAFC and Portland both have really good attacks. Both got Colombians that know. How to dance, how to dribble, how to get past their man, how to take one on ones. So I think it's gonna be a really interesting offensive battle. But I feel like um, with big teams and big offenses like that, usually it's the defense that matters. So yeah, I want to see Kamamadu replicate that great performance that he did last week, and I really hope he can because we're gonna need it. I feel like more than against the Rapids. Yeah, I agree. And then we also, you know, we talked about last week that, you know, Rapids weren't bad. Yeah. They just got outplayed. Simply, simple They're tired, as, You know, they were tired, too. They had those uh, CONCACAF Champions League matches yeah. uh, that, you know, kind of a thrash in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great game in, in, against Comunicaciones last week, but it wasn't good enough for them. So that's something you got to take advantage of. Now it's even, it's a even playing field. Mm-hmm. Portland and LAFC, based off of their... You know, despite that draw against New England for Portland, mm-hmm. they look pretty even to me. Yeah. You know, and everyone else thinks so as well. I mean, New England's a good team. Like, New England's a great team, you know, past Portland Shield winners. And so, uh, and then as for Portland, you know, they're, uh, they went to the MLS Cup final last season against NYCFC. I thought they were going to win it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Really it was good. really, really close, yeah. you know. And so it's just all these guys that were looking forward to. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just very difficult because it's such an even matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have somebody who uh, compliments the other, or, or the comparison isn't really like far off. Yeah. You know, you want to say um, Carlos Vela, 
well, actually, no, that's actually not comparable right there <laughs> at <laughs> all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, never yeah, mind. I was like, wait, <laughs> you know, they, they don't have a feather of their own. Actually, so that's a, that's definitely an advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of everywhere else, you know, the midfield, you know, Kellen Acosta, who's fantastic, but, you know, the Char brothers are, you know, two of them equals yeah. one of Kellen Acosta, Acosta, I think I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they have Santiago Moreno, who didn't get to play much last season, but we also know how good he can be when he's oh, at his best, you know? Uh, Aspria, we talked about it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is something that I'm like for Portland mm-hmm. that I think that we could take advantage of, but they also have players where it's like, oh, don't underestimate them. Like, uh, don't sleep. I don't want to butcher his name. Tuimolu? Tuimola? I could be wrong. I don't know. I think he's from New Zealand. I got to remember on that one. I was gonna say you asked me um, my highlight player that I'm looking out for. Who's yours? For LAFC. Yes. All right. Let's think. I like Mama Fall. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to see. I really want to see how Maxine Crapo could mm-hmm. handle. You know, a team that will possibly put the defense on their backs. You know, the backs against the wall. Yeah. You know. He didn't really get to... He wasn't too busy. Yeah, he wasn't too busy. As far as the sport goes. He was definitely putting on for his teammates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wasn't too busy in the game, but that's good. You know, that means, yeah, you know, the, the team played great. Yeah. You know, but I really want to see his ability to make those saves when they're needed. Yeah. So I kind of hope in a way to see how he'll get tested. Yeah. You know, kind of in a way like... Your first for, real test. Yeah, for future references, like, all right, there's a big game. Let's say everybody else is not doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see how Maxim Crapo, he could do his part. Yeah. So that's... I'm going to say that's a guy that I'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, but for an on-field player, I really want to continue to see how Frank Escobar can make an impact mm-hmm. on the field for this black and gold squad. Because, you know, just seeing him over the past few weeks in general, and even this past weekend. He's like, a difference maker, man. He's a, definitely a guy who's like, oh, you think the play is dead? Nope. Yeah. New possession again. Slide tackle from yeah, five yards like, out. Yeah, and he gets the ball, you know? Yeah. He def- he's definitely a player that in- intimidates the opponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a guy that I'm looking forward to see this upcoming Sunday night against Portland. Um, but, yeah, and there's uh, somebody that I think that he could definitely, like, take over is Van Rinken. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wing back over for uh, Portland, you know, I think he's gonna have Van Raken shaking in his boots, and that's mm-hmm. gonna be somebody that's unguardable for uh, um, Franco Escobar. So yeah, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really excited for this game, and I think it, we could get a, I think we could get the result that we want. You know what I mean? It's a good, <clears throat> it's a good measuring stick yeah. early on in the season. Uh, the def- well, defending Western Conference champions, I guess. So. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. So, should we just get into our picks then real quick? Ooh. We got the sports odds here. We're going to go a little do uh, some... Some Even all? Yeah. All nah, we'll just do the LAFC and Portland game because we actually got to get going soon. Hmm. Uh, so, the over-under right now is at 3.0 flat. So, we're going over-under at goals total. What are you thinking? Over-under. Uh, this is very interesting because if it was a 2.5, then I would say over. Yeah. But since it's out of three, I'm going to go under. I'm I'm thinking this is going to be more of a defensive show because both, ta- both attacks are loaded. So, I don't know. I feel like when both attacks are loaded, it ends up being a defensive 1-0-0-0 type, type deal. Dude, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like, I like both teams. Both mm-hmm. teams, they play really well their, their first weeks. And, you know, they're both, you know, with the starts that they had, 
uh, in their opening season matches. You know, they their season looks promising. Yeah. But I honestly think there's a possibility where <laughs> LAFC just goes ham Blow in this up. game. Blows them up, bro. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the over. You're feeling very optimistic. I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic on, about this on one. On this fine and, Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like something that will kind of like put the league on notice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if there's a time for LAFC to like kind of make a statement, I mm-hmm. think this is the perfect time to do that. Hey, man. And some people are sleeping still. They What did what MLS rank them? MLS like, power ranked them at number six. Six? Jeez. So, I mean, I guess in a way, arguably slow. Yeah, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely an opportunity to make that six go away and go yeah. pretty much all the way up top. Yeah. I think so. Prove the doubters that were saying, oh, 3-0 against the Rapids, whatever. No, it was a 3-0 win and because we're good. Yeah, right? exactly. So, and it's just simple as that. So, I think this is an opportunity that, you know, Carlos Vela and company um, can, you know, make that statement and release that press release. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, I'm going to go with the over on this one. Uh, spread pick is at negative one. In favor of LAFC. Slight favorites. Slight favorites. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be close. But, of course, if I'm going to go over and under, I'm saying this can be a Elliot, a black and gold whooping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the... Uh, What's the score prediction then? Score prediction. If you're saying it's going to be more than 3-0. I got I to... I gotta, I'm manifesting... Manifest. A, Put it in the air. A beautiful football performance from LAFC. I'm going... You know, there might be some mistakes that we could work on, but it's, that's good because mm-hmm. we'll know like what our flaws are, what we can work early. on going forward. It's still early. We'll see. Okay. Mostly a new black line. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm going to go 4-2 to play it safe. 4-2. It's definitely going over. I'm going to go 4-2. You know, not too much of a beating, but mm-hmm. definitely, you know, statement being made like, okay, these guys are, yeah, they got their eyes on the cup. So yeah. I'm going to go LAFC 4-2. That's my prediction for this Sunday. 4-2 is a good score. I like that because... It shows that we're good, and it also gives us entertaining football. At the end of the day, you could that's really, all, that's all that's people all want, you bro. Ask for, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm not gonna go overboard and be like, oh, someone's scoring a bicycle kick from half field. You know what I mean? Like, nah, bro, come on now. <laughs> I was gonna score I'll be a little this. realistic, and you know, this might be back you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This might, you know, that scoreline might be a little, you know, off the charts, but mm-hmm. I think it's something that LAFC can handle, and we'll just see this upcoming Sunday. Hey man, we love our what ifs over here. Yeah. So. We do. So, what about you, man? What you thinking? You got, uh, so, you're saying you're going under? Yeah, I am going under. I think there's going to be more emphasis on defense this one because both both teams know that the other team's offense is good. So, I feel like they're going to focus in on that. I'm going to go 2-1 LAFC. I like that. L- late winner by Vela. Oh, I like that a yeah. lot. That... I prefer both scores, man. Like, uh-huh. either or, I'll be happy with, man. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether if it's a thrashing or if it's a close one. Yeah. Because I like the idea of just, like, overall, okay, we got something to work on, let's work on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we obviously have the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got to put the pen to the paper and write it down. We have all the players that we need, I think. And if we need, you know, ammunition, like we said, during the summer, we still have that DP spot to fill it out. We got some cash, you know, on the side. Um, for emergency funding. So, yeah, I like that scoreline a lot. Uh, a thing that we also should discuss real quick before we end this episode is the fact that, you know, the person that will also get challenged is uh, Trundolo. Coach yeah. Trundolo, you know, he's taking on a very powerful Portland squad against a coach who knows what he's doing, who's mm-hmm. been 
I guess at this point, I would like to say that Giovanni Sabresa is a MLS veteran because he's, he's taking the squad uh, to where they need to be. You know, been they around have, the block. He's been around the block a few times, and he's you know been able to find parking. Yeah. So I had to throw that Long Beach. That was a good one, little Long Beach put in there, bro. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I, I'm definitely looking forward to see how Toronto Little handles this uh, Portland Timber squad, mm-hmm. and who knows, man? You know, we could either be. Overreacting on this Friday, and we'll still have overreacting on Monday. So. Overreacting Friday, overreacting Monday. Yeah, so we'll see what's up, man. All right, brother, any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, no, I think we pretty much talked, hit every subject we needed to, right? Yeah, I think, oh, one more. And I think that's something that, you know, MLS-wise, we should have discussed in the beginning. I don't know how we missed it, but mm. that uh Charlotte Galaxy matchup, oh. I think everyone should have their eyes on it. I'm uh, not talking about that. Yeah, I don't know how we missed that, but it's definitely a record-breaking, history-making yeah. uh, game. Not only the fact that it's a expansion club, not only the fact that you know it's going to be sold out, mm-hmm. but this is a time for expansion clubs and the idea of it expanding uh, the league expanding to thirty teams. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen real soon. Yeah, it's going to. It's no definitely going to happen, high. and it might. You know, don't be surprised if it goes over thirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's still no promotion or relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is a game where it's like, okay, how can I... What does a blueprint really look like for an expansion club? Mm-hmm. How does that look like going forward? And, you know, this is probably the most fans Charlotte's going to see ever in the history. Solely mm-hmm. fact on the occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, because we look at FC Cincinnati. They had a sold-out crowd as well at their home opener uh, during their inaugural season. And, then, and look where they're at now. You know, yeah. they kind of... I don't want to say rock bottom because that bottom looks to go bottomless for Cincinnati. So, I mean, who knows? It could go. It could go in Cincinnati way. It could go Atlanta way. Atlanta pulls up with almost sixty thousand every game. So yeah, exactly. hopefully, hopefully it goes that way. So that's hopefully definitely goes... something to keep an eye on. And like I said, in terms of the growth of the league, that's you know this is a uh, this this should add some fuel to the fire that MLS is burning right now. So yep. I'm looking forward to this game, and of course I'm gonna go Charlotte because. Fuck the galaxy. So, <laughs> other than that, yeah, man, I'm really excited for just a lot of people. A lot of people are picking Galaxy as one of the best teams in the league right now. I don't know. They caught a sleeping tired NYCFC. Yeah, like, exactly. come on, now, dude. Know, dude. It's all. Uh, it's always fuck Raheem Edwards. All my homies hate Raheem. Man. Yeah, honestly, bro, I'm sorry, guys. Other than that, I think we're good to go, man. Right? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great as well, man. And you know what? I actually got to get to work right now. So we're mm. going to go in and out. Uh, and we're going to call it a day. Thank you, everybody, for listening here to Los Angeles Soccer Podcast. Again, I am your host, Jerry Reynoso, alongside Jonathan Ortega. Jonathan, thank you for allowing me to pull up here and record with you on this fine Friday morning. Yes, sir. Beautiful Anytime, view that I got to soak in, man. You like the studio? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a beautiful set, man. Uh, but other than that, we'll catch you guys later. Peace out, everybody, and have a good weekend. Let's go, LAFC. Let's get this dub this Sunday. Dale, black and gold.